This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. I always learn so much about Chris Carlin from these rejoins here on Candy and Carlin on ESPN Radio. He's bulldozing children that are too small that he doesn't see on the ground. Apparently, he has earwax issues. That was one that I found out yesterday. What it will be tomorrow is anybody's guess. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio, Sirius XM, Channel 80. Courtney Cronin, Jordan Cornette, as always, presented by Progressive Insurance. Let's welcome in Chris Canty, the host of this show. He's on Greeny Duty today. And I have to tell you a story. This morning I was up around 5 a.m. because I was about to go run and I had sports center on. And so it's the overnight sports center that has, you know, like weird ads in the middle of the night. And the (laughs) ad was for whoosh, which is the earwax cleaning at home device. It's, it's, you know how your phone candy is always listening to you and you'll get targeted ads like Carlin does for certain products. I feel like my TV's now listening to me because of that conversation that you two had about his own earwax issues, and now I'm somehow dealing with the fallout of that. <laughs> well, I hate to lay that at your doorstep, Courtney. It's absolutely crazy. I told him about it offline in our production meeting, and he decided that he wanted to make it for public consumption. It's probably a TMI for our audience. Probably. Yeah, that, that's what I'm saying, Jordan. That's what I'm saying. I didn't know people would be so interested in what I used to get out, get rid of my earwax. But uh, Carlin decided that the fans needed to know exactly what I was going through. Okay. I mean, I, I, the, the machine looks interesting. I mean, I don't know if I would buy one, but apparently that is maybe Chris Carlin will get a uh, endorsement deal from Whoosh at some point in the near future. Um, when you know you've t- made it. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, all these targeted ads that he gets, uh, really interesting. And his TikTok algorithm algorithm seems to uh, seems to be an interesting one as well. Kenny, we were talking a few minutes ago about Jalen Brown. I want to you know focus in on the Celtics 76ers series with Philly hold, holding a three two lead right now. How how do you think this plays out for Jalen Brown? in his future beyond this season? Because we know that the Celtics haven't necessarily been committed to him for the long term and have shopped him before. But with his future in regards to whatever happens tomorrow night, where do you think he ends up next year? You know, it'll be really interesting to see what ends up happening with Jalen Brown. Uh, I I think he ultimately ends up extending in in Boston, but I'm not sure that that guarantees that he's going to be there long term. I think it ends up being a situation where they go through next year and they see how things go. And if it's not what Jalen Brown ultimately envisions, then I could see a world where Tatum and Brown end up parting company in the summer of 2024. I don't think it's going to be something that happens this summer. I don't think it's something that happens during the season. I think that's next off season um, after this upcoming, uh, after the upcoming regular season of 23-24. So I, I do think it's something that's worth watching. I also think it's interesting to see what Boston does if they do anything with Coach Joe Missoula, if they get closed out by the Sixers. So I think there are a lot of options that are on the table for the Boston Celtics, but nobody should feel comfortable about the situation that they find themselves in because they blew pivotal game five at home in TD Garden, and this team has obviously regressed from where they were a year ago. 
CC, what has surprised you most in this Sixers C's series? Has it been Missoula's lack of adjustments? Has it been the inability to be up for the moment with the Celtics? Or has it been Embiid's ability to be healthy? James Harden, Doc Rivers, what has stood out to you most in this series? Well, James Harden, that, that's what stood out to me most. I, I mean, the best thing that happened to Doc Rivers is Joe Missoula. That's something that Chris Carlin said this morning, and I, I tend to agree with him. But I think the surprise for everybody has been how good James Harden has been. And, and people will focus on game two and game three where he went a combined 5 of 28 from the field. Forget about those games, right? All right? Just throw those out, okay? James Harden did what he needed to do in game one without Joel Embiid dropping 45 points. Then he comes back in game five, game four and drops 42, eight and, eight and nine. And, and hits that decisive through. baseline three. Yeah, no doubt about it. But, I mean, that's what he did in game one to seal the game, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean, he hit the three from the top of the key. So, I mean, James Harden has made some big shots. But even last night's game, James controlled the complexion of the game from the outset. I mean, the numbers won't scream at you. He went 17, 10, and 8. But just his ability to be able to dominate and create those, 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 those matchup nightmares through the high pick and roll with him and Joel Embiid, facilitating the offense, getting his shot, being willing to take that mid-range shot, which I think is an understated aspect of his contribution during this series – but then also being able to get the ball to Joel Embiid, being able to get the ball to other guys in their spots. I think James Harden is rewriting the narrative around his career when it comes to postseason play in this series. Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin, joins us here on Canty and Carlin. Courtney Cronin, Jordan Cornette with you on this Wednesday afternoon. The idea that Joe Missoula has been outcoached by Doc Rivers is a conversation that does have a lot of nuance because it's not all on Joe Missoula. A lot of it has to do with the contributions, maybe lack thereof, they're getting from players outside of Jason Tatum. On the other side of that, though, Doc Rivers looks like a genius right now. And there's always, it feels like every postseason, questions about how much longer he's going to remain in Philadelphia. Is it NBA Finals or bust? for Doc Rivers to keep his job? Oh, I mean, yeah, if they get past the Boston Celtics, if they end up closing them out and they've got to deal with the Miami Heat in the conference finals, yeah, they damn well better get to the NBA finals. <laughs> they damn well better make that happen. But, Courtney, I'm going to push back on something you said with the Boston Celtics and not having all of this be on Joe Missoula. The thing that I would say to that is if you look at late-game situations and Missoula deciding for whatever reason – that he doesn't want to call timeouts in critical final possessions, whether it be at the end of regulation in game four or at the end of overtime in game four where they don't even get a shot off. If you look at some of the adjustments or lack thereof in game five and the, I don't know, the haphazard effort that his team gave out, the one thing that bothers me, because they look so disorganized in end-of-game situations, is – is what's, what Marcus Smart said late last week mm-hmm. when he said there was a randomness to the offense. Yeah. To, to me, that is an indictment on the coach. That's not a positive thing when your player is saying there is a randomness to the offense. Now, Marcus Smart is as respected of a player as you're going to find around the NBA. Like, people respect his, his tenacity, his basketball acumen. People respect Marcus Smart. For him to say that randomness, that is on the coach. And for them to come out and not be ready for game five, that's on the players in the locker room, but it's also on the coach. And, and there's, there's this thing that I can't get past 
and I remember Nick Saban said it in this documentary called The Art of Coaching, but he said good players can't overcome bad coaching. Players just want the answers to the test. They just want to have confidence in the plan that their coach lays out that when they're going to be in said situation with the play that the coach asked them to run, that they're going to have success. When I hear a player describe his team's offense as random or use the term randomness, to me that's a lot of uncertainty. And it does a lot to explain what we're seeing from the Boston Celtics in late-game situations. The hesitancy, them playing slow, the the lack of urgency that they demonstrated at the end of game four in overtime. I, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't want to put it all on Joe Missoula, but that aspect of it where the players feel like the offense is random, I think that leads to uncertainty, and that might explain the haphazard effort that we did get from them in game five because no matter how hard you play, if you don't have confidence in the coach's plan, you're probably not going to have success. And, and I agree with that. I just I don't want to put it – in t- and I'm with you. The timeouts there at the end of game four, and I know this is somebody who has been so steadfast on I don't like to use timeouts. Even he admitted afterwards he could have had a two-for-one opportunity, yep. maybe even gotten an extra possession. He's not the one who went 0 for 7 from 3, though, last night. That was Al Horford. It's Joe Missoula deciding not to play Robert Williams with Al Horford, which comes down to a coaching decision. I just am not putting it all on him getting out coach at 34 years old maybe it's an opportunity he wasn't quite ready for I just do think that there are pieces of the puzzle of why this isn't working out so far and why Boston looks so vastly different than they did at this point last year that fall on players but as it pertains to Doc Rivers let's go back to this because he has been on the hot seat more or less now for for a couple years if they if they get by Boston, because you brought that up, like if they get to the matchup with the Miami Heat in the Eastern Conference Finals, and I think that's what we're all projecting the Heat coming out of the of that series, is that enough? Is it enough just to beat Boston for Doc Rivers to keep his job? No, 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 no. If they're, if they're faced off against the Miami Heat, they're they're clearly the more talented of the two teams. They're they're they've got a younger core of players. They should be able to dispatch the Miami Heat. They, they really should. The Miami Heat, they were an eight seed that lost the first game of the play-in. Like, we got to keep things in their proper perspective. Now, a few things have fell, fallen their way in terms of the draw, where they were on the bracket, and then Giannis having the back injury in their first-round series. I think those opened the door for Miami to be where they're at, up 3-1 against the Knicks. But if, if the Sixers close out the Celtics and they're playing the Heat in the conference finals and the Heat advance to the NBA finals – uh, uh, Doc Rivers is out of there. Yeah, he, he's it, gone. I mean, Joe, Joe Harris will drive him to the airport. <laughs> like that, That's how it all goes down. There's no way that Doc Rivers keeps that job. And, Kenty, here's why I probably agree with you there. And until that scenario was presented, I didn't think of this. But what is the narrative that's been around Doc Rivers? Is dude has more talent, and yet he's 500 in the postseason. And that wouldn't have necessarily been the case coming into Sixers Celtics. But if he gets past them, it is very obvious to even the, the naked eye the Sixers have more talent than the Heat. So if you don't win that series, it's what we thought about Doc Rivers once again rears its ugly head, which could lead to his ouster. But I don't think that would be the case. But, like, jo- the but Jordan, here's the other part that we failed to mention. He's got the MVP of the league. You've got the MVP of the league. An unhealthy one. Uh, playing, on one le- playing on one leg. 
Yeah, uh, I don't Come know. On, hey. we, I don't know if we can use that excuse after he drops thirty three and seven last I night. Think like, we gotta, to, we I say because speaks to basketball we, players are tough. Can't he? He, did, he didn't look that unhealthy when he had that chase down block on Jalen Brown with five <laughs> minutes and thirty seconds in the fourth quarter. He did not look unhealthy. He that, looked that, fine to me. <laughs> that is that is fair. Well, as we talk about health, it, it's only natural to transition to the Lakers because Anthony Davis being able to stay on the floor and be healthy is uh, something that, with bated breath, everybody seems to be watching. And now he's put together consecutive good games and all of a sudden the Lakers have a stranglehold on the Warriors as they enter Game 5 here, looking to close it out against Golden State on the road. I believe the favorites now to win it all go the Nuggets, then the Lakers. Do you believe Canty the Lakers are the favorites now to win uh, the, the win it win the NBA Finals? Yeah, yeah, I do. I mean, listen, they've had the best record since the All-Star break in the NBA, and they've had the best defense in the entire playoffs. So, yeah, I think those things bode in the Lakers' favor. And if we're talking about Sheer dominance, the, the most dominant player that's going to be on the court if and when those two teams match up, it's going to be Anthony Davis. For as great as Jokic is, and I get the back-to-back MVPs, AD is a more talented player. He's, he's more physically imposing on both ends of the court. That's the other aspect of it when we start breaking down the key players in that matchup. The fact that AD can affect the game in so many ways, even if he's not touching the basketball, um, case in point would be, what we saw in game five, even if he's not touching the basketball, you're still talking about him, or game four, excuse me, even if he's not touching the basketball, you saw what happened in the second half of game four. He was able to impact the game with his defense, specifically the sequence at the end of the game with Steph Curry's at the top of the key. He was able to impact the game that way. He was able to impact the game with his rebounding. So I think those are the things um, that are going to allow the Lakers to match up well against the Denver Nuggets. The, the overall physicality of the Lakers will take its toll on the Denver Nuggets. I, I, that, that's just what I see. And then the fact that the Lakers have so many guys that we feel like can step up and be the hero in any given moment. We've seen it with D'Angelo Russell these playoffs. We've seen it with Rui Hachimura in the Memphis Grizzlies series. Same with Austin Reeves. The other night it was Lonnie Walker the fourth. There are a lot of guys that can step up, but I think it's because of the gravity of Anthony Davis being out there on the court that, that creates open shots, opportunities for other guys that are lesser role players. And so I think that's going to be the thing that's tough for Denver to contend with. And that's why I think the Lakers ultimately do advance to the NBA Finals if they can close out the Warriors. The host of Canty and Carlin, Chris Canty, joining Courtney Cronin and Jordan Cornette on ESPN Radio. So so you have already gone ahead and penciled in Denver coming out of their series with the Suns. And they're going to match up, in your eyes, with the Los Angeles Lakers in the Western Conference Finals. Why Denver? Why not the, What do you not believe in the Suns that they can bounce back from the loss they had last night? Uh, you know, I just don't see it. I, I just don't see it. They don't have the depth that they're going to need. And with D-Book and KD logging heavy minutes and having to play, you know, potentially, you know, that, that, that game seven at altitude, I, I just I don't know if they're going to be able to swing it. I, I just don't. Um, DeAndre Ayton is, got mauled by Jokic um, last game. He really pulled a no-show. You don't have Chris Paul's leadership, his floor generalship, and most importantly, his shot making in critical situations at the end of the game. I just, I don't think that the Phoenix Suns are going to have enough. I think that the, the depth that the Denver Nuggets is just going to overwhelm Phoenix in one of the final two games.
Doubling back really quick to that Warriors-Lakers, it's been a polarizing topic of conversation throughout our few hours here early on, Canty, and it's Jordan Poole and his inability to produce when these Warriors need him. Uh, what do you attribute that to with this young man who's obviously incredibly talent, but talented but just not finding his way right now? I'm going I'm to blame Ice Spice. I'm from the Bronx. Oh, that's where you're going with this? I'm going to blame Ice Spice. Oh, the 500,000. No, I'm going huh? yeah, to blame her for that. No, seriously. I, I, you know what, guys? I, I, I don't know what the reason is. <laughs> what I will say is they need Jordan Poole. They need somebody coming off the bench that can break down the defense off the bounce, create his own shot, and create shots for others. They can't. They can't rely on Steph Curry to do it all the entire 48 minutes. And that's what it's been. And that's why I think the series is so one-sided. They're going to have to have somebody step up. I think people understate how important Jordan Poole was to that title run that they had a year ago. The same with Andrew Wiggins. I'm not sure that he's in his peak form right now. Like, he's got to get up to speed. They need him to show up in a big way. Um, there were some ill-advised shots from Steph and Clay Thompson down the stretch. I think a part of that is the fatigue and the strategy that Darvin Ham has used to, on the offensive end, attacking those two guys, like hunting out those two guys in their defensive coverages and making them work on that end of the court. And that's why you're going to have to have guys like Jordan Poole and Andrew Wiggins step up because Darvin Ham is, is strategically going after Clay and Steph early and often in those games. And, and I feel like it's wearing those guys down by the time we get to the fourth quarter. So you're going to have to be able to spell those guys, get somebody to step up and give you quality minutes and, and be a force on the offensive end when those guys are on the bench. And to me, the guys that you point to, Jordan Poole, Andrew Wiggins. Kenny, ain't no way he spent half a million dollars on a day with Ice Spice. The, ain't no way that's true. The streets are saying he bought her a Maybach and then Oh, uh, yeah, he bought the Maybach spring. truck. Yeah, the streets are saying he bought the See? Maybach truck. If he did that, he spent Ooh. a half a ticket. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't earn your respect in the locker room either if these allegations of the $500,000 yeah, date are true. What's, they said, what stays in a locker room? I, hey, listen, I, hey, listen man. I, I, will, I will say this. I'm sure glad I'm out of the game because Dayton sure has changed, hasn't it? Yeah, I never, I, I never entered that, that game. If, that, I was if, that, if, that's the, if that's the cause, bro, I, I ain't got it. I ain't got it. A reminder, you can hear coverage of Lakers Warriors right here on ESPN Radio beginning at 9.30 p.m. Eastern on select ESPN radio stations and Sirius XM Channel 80. He is Chris Canty, host of Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio. Kind enough to hop on with us for a couple minutes this afternoon. Appreciate it, Canty. Thanks so much. Jordan, Courtney, I appreciate y'all. Have a good one. Candy and Carlin is presented by Progressive Insurance. Are you looking for a career that you're going to love with flexibility, great pay, and benefits, and one of the country's top workplaces? Come join their growing team. Go to Progressive.com slash careers and apply online today. Straight ahead, Bob Huggins, the head coach of the West Virginia basketball team, received a three-game suspension and $1 million salary reduction after making homophobic comments on a radio station earlier this week. We're going to get into the nuts and bolts of that. Coming up next here in Candy and Carlin, ESPN Radio, ESPN App. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. 
from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. Reggie White, who's a defensive end for the Green Bay Packers, says that the firebombing of his church in Knoxville, Tennessee this week was the work of racists who may have been trying to hurt him. First there was one fire, then there was another, then there was another. It wasn't just Reggie's church that burnt down. Hundreds of churches burned in the 90s. I think we have a major problem in our country that we don't want to admit, and that has to do with racism. Was this 1996 or 1956? 30 for 30 podcast and Antscape presents Through the Flames. Listen now wherever you get your podcasts. Death is the only punishment here. Now streaming, FX's Shogun. My master asks, what do you seek here? To vanquish our common enemies. Based on the global bestseller by James Clavell. War is coming. The epic saga of war, passion, and power. How did it come? FX's Shogun. Now streaming on Hulu. This is the Canty and Carlin Podcast. Courtney Cronin, Jordan Cornette with you here on Canty and Carlin, ESPN Radio, and the ESPN app is always presented by Progressive Insurance. And as you heard there in the Sports Center update, longtime West Virginia basketball coach Bob Huggins has been issued a three-game suspension and a $1 million pay reduction in salary after iterating an anti-gay slur on a radio station appearance in Cincinnati. This stems from an incident on Monday. He was on WLW talking with Bill Cunningham, a longtime host there, and a former Cincinnati coach. As we know, Bob Huggins has a long tenured history with the city of Cincinnati and at UC, now at West Virginia. But after making these comments, which came, we're not going to repeat them for obvious reasons, and we're not going to even give credence to the things that he said, but this was intentional. Jordan, like I went back and I read the transcript of what the interview detailed, and I look at what happened between Bob Huggins and these two radio hosts who seemingly looked right past this and had no inclination to to stop the head coach of West Virginia from from continuing on and and really laughing this whole thing off. So I I I look at this today and think how can he possibly still stay employed by the University of West Virginia when these comments are so egregious in nature? and so deliberate in their delivery, yet all he's getting is a slap on the wrist. Courtney, this is such a loaded conversation and one that I think is important for us to have on the show, and I'm glad we're doing it because, to me, it's a bad look for West Virginia for one. Uh, they're saying we've got a top-ten recruiting class. It's a Hall of Fame coach. West Virginia basketball isn't the same without him, and we're going to turn a blind eye uh, to some just incredibly hateful and ugly comments Uh, By a guy I must qualify that I've only known throughout my whole life to have the biggest heart, 
be a guy all about relationships, has done so much in his time in Cincinnati where I was a native, was even recruited by Bob Huggins when he was the Bearcats, University of Cincinnati Bearcats head coach. He had done so much over so many years for young men who society had given up on, who maybe had made some missteps during their lives and, and other places wouldn't give them the chance. He did. And not only that, he turned a lot of young men's lives around. Bob Huggins has done a ton of good in his life. And in 90 seconds, he threw so much of that away. Uh, with that kind of language that has no place in society, with that kind of hate speech that has no place in society, let alone on a college campus, uh, having the ability to shape minds of 18 to 22-year-olds, that further perpetuates that kind of negativity and hateful speech. And for a university to say, at a place of higher learning, like West Virginia to say, hey, we're willing to look past this with a suspension and docking his pay is quite simply unacceptable. It pains me to say this because I've loved Bob Huggins my whole life. You can't say that kind of thing and keep your job. You, you just can't. Tom Brenneman, uh, a, a, a very respected broadcaster up until a moment where he had a similar, I don't want to call it misstep, a, an awful decision and showed a part of himself that is truly ugly, lost his job and never was able to come back to the level that he was. So why is this different with Bob Huggins and that, and that radio station? Uh, why are this, is it merely just a slap of the wrist? Courtney, I, I think it's despicable. Um, despite the respect and love I've had for Bob Huggins, he was wrong, and there needs to be a severe consequence and punishment. And I can't in good faith believe that he's actually going to coach at West Virginia again. I can't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't think it happens. I'm just going to tell you right now. I don't think he coaches at West Virginia ever again, despite what's come out uh, and all the suspension stuff and the DACA pay. I don't think they're actually going to go through with this. There's no way. The decision here stems from the fact that I'm convinced that he has more than 900 victories. With He's one of the only active coaches in college basketball to be as successful as he is. And this is a university where – Correct me if I'm wrong here, Jordan. I don't know if they have much else to, to hang their hat on outside of the men's basketball program. And they see this as their only opportunity to stay relevant. And by looking the other way, which is exactly what a three-game suspension at the start of the season. You know you're playing non-conference opponents. And frankly, that's a great opportunity for your assistants to get their chance to, to call plays, to call an offense, to do everything that he would normally be doing. That's a slap on the wrist. Those, the, missing those games don't affect Bob Huggins. Missing a million dollars of your salary while a large amount doesn't affect Bob Huggins and his career earnings. The sensitivity training that he is supposedly going to go through, I don't think, with as calculated as the comments were, there's no amount of sensitivity training that can change someone's mind by going on. This wasn't some Freudian slip. I know that we've talked a yeah. lot about the Said broadcaster with the, with the Oakland Athletics and the comments that he made last week during a broadcast after visiting the Negro Leagues Museum and the suspension for Kuiper. See how easy it was that? for you to say Negro Leagues, by the way? That was actually pretty easy for you to say. Uh, I don't know how that happens, but I digress. Go ahead. No, I mean, you're right. Like, And, and I just look at these situations. It's happening too frequently. And in, in, in every way, Bob Huggins deserves all the blame here. But I look at what happened with WLW and Bill yep. Cunningham, who has been a known pusher check of out the his envelope. History. Go ahead, check out his history, by it's, the way. And, and that's what bothers me. If I'm on this radio station on ESPN Radio, and I have somebody come on and deliberately utter 
homophobic slurs, I cut the interview off automatically, immediately, and say, yeah. and, and, and we try to hit the dump button as quickly as we can. Bill Cunningham and Steve Moeller, who is a longtime Huggins assistant coach, they laughed about this afterwards. Yeah. Bill Cunningham had the audacity to turn to Steve and say, Steve, your comments on Bob Huggins, isn't he the best? That is a direct quote. And then Mueller says, he's the best. After he just uttered, this was a conversation about Xavier because of the Xavier-UC rivalry and everything, you know, that Bob Huggins was a part of. This was deliberate. And so Bob Huggins deserving the blame 100%, but the fact that we haven't heard a single thing from WLW about Bill Cunningham and his co-host being allowed to continue on being on the airwaves is just an indictment of that organization, that radio station turning a blind eye to something that they absolutely should not have. And maybe that's what plays to their listenership. It certainly should not be allowed by FCC standards, but it's just disgusting in every way that you look at this. And frankly, it's frustrating because we're putting wins over being a common decency as a human being. And we're looking at this and just laughing about it. It's just, it's the same people continuing to allow these conversations to take place without any regard for you know their own discipline and in receiving discipline because of the things that they allowed. Yeah, and, and, and let me close with my take on this by saying I, I don't, I am not a, a believer in cancel culture. I believe mistakes are made and people should have a chance to right those wrongs, improve, and ultimately return back to the place that they were. I'm never this this person made this mistake; they're gone forever. But I am in this circumstance saying. Not cancel Bob Huggins, but Bob Huggins is no longer fit to be the person leading at a college institution, 18 to 22-year-olds. I'm a black man. If he, This is a marginalized group he is speaking about with a slur. If this was a, a, a slur towards black people, a slur towards Jewish people, people that we know put on those uniforms, then this would have never flown. And just because we can't identify anybody from the LGBTQ community on that roster – when certainly they're out there in college athletics, just maybe not that you know of, we feel like, oh, they're marginalized to a degree where it doesn't matter. He's not necessarily coaching them, or we don't necessarily, what they're saying, we don't necessarily care about them. And we don't care about their feelings, because if, if this was somebody who was black, who if this was somebody who was Jewish, or somebody else, there would have this would have gone a separate way. And so that's why I truly have the issue as well, Courtney, is I don't like that they're saying this community doesn't matter. And so that's why we're willing to look past this. I can't be okay with that. I refuse to. So I love Bob Huggins, but I know that this Bob Huggins is somebody I would despise. And Bob Huggins has a big heart. Bob Huggins knows he's wrong. Bob Huggins needs to say, I don't need to be coaching. I need to work on this. I need to prove that I stand by what I've done during my entire career. I've been a role model. I need to change all this. I need to step away. I'm not fit to coach. I'll prove that I'm the person you've all known me to be over decades, and that's where I'm going to go. Bob Huggins needs a man up here. He said he's all about taking the consequence of your actions. Bob needs to step up and say, I'm no longer the coach at West Virginia. I'm going to work on repairing myself to prove that I'm the person that you've known me to be. That's what needs to happen here. As of right now, he will be serving a three-game suspension at the start of the 2023-24 season, receiving a $1 million salary reduction, also undergoing sensitivity training from West Virginia. Straight ahead, the NFL schedule release is tomorrow. Is the NFL trying to take Christmas from the NBA and Black Friday from college football? We discuss next here in Kenny and Carlin.
Jesse and Carlin, the podcast. Fall officially announces its schedule for the 2023 season tomorrow, but we got a couple games early, including the international slate. Atlanta playing Jacksonville at Wembley Stadium. Tottenham Hotspur, the site for Jacksonville and Buffalo. And then the Ravens against Tennessee Titans. And then the two Germany games, Miami versus Kansas City. Indianapolis versus New England at Frankfurt Stadium. This is Canty and Carlin on ESPN Radio and the ESPN app. Courtney Cronin, Jordan Cornette with you on this Wednesday afternoon, presented by Progressive Insurance. I'm not a big schedule release gal. I just kind of handle what I need to do in my job covering the Chicago Bears for ESPN.com. And you try to find, like, where's the hardest stretch of the schedule? How many miles are they traveling? How many primetime games? But the NFL continues to make this a primetime event with primetime fanfare. The schedule release is the Super Bowl for these creative teams for every NFL team, which I think is awesome because they do really cool job, a really cool job of like making this a very creative, fun event so fans can learn the schedule. But like my biggest takeaway from today, Jordan, and tell me if I'm wrong, I know you're a Bengals fan, so you're probably not thrilled about that New Year's Eve rematch of the AFC Championship game when those two teams, Kansas City and Cincinnati, are probably going to face off a couple weeks later. But why do the Jacksonville Jaguars keep getting hosed by the idea of having to go to London and now stay there for two weeks? And I just don't understand it because it's a franchise on the rise, too. So to put them in this position when you've got a a marketable quarterback in in Trevor Lawrence and a franchise, again, that is making market improvement and is a true force uh, and factor in the AFC, the only thing I can go to is uh, their owner, Shaq Khan, maybe wanting to push this himself. Uh, but I can't imagine, and that's what Jeff Darlington hinted at in a previous hour, is that their their ownership is big on growing the brand globally for the Jags. But I can't believe that aligns with uh, the team and the organization and what they're trying to do because you talk to any player, uh, coach, j- or front office guy, the majority of them feel like this is a death sentence in the middle of season to have to deal with this, and it factors well over just a one-game offering, but it it can affect and impact your season negatively. I'm shocked they put them in this position twice. So Jacksonville's the home team when they host Atlanta. That's at Wembley Stadium in London. That's week four. They stay out there, and then they are the road team at Tottenham Hotspur in Tottenham against the Buffalo Bills. So they have – they're the only team that's ever had this happen. And I know we always have made the joke about – The Jacksonville Jaguars should be relegated to London for how poorly they've played in previous seasons and how unwatchable that product is. Thus why the NFL often sticks them in a 9.30 a.m. Eastern time time slot. They're not the same Jacksonville Jaguars anymore. The AFC South is relevant (laughs) this year. and, And Trevor Lawrence is the best quarterback and the most proven quarterback in that division where three rookie quarterbacks also went. And so I... I don't, I don't know how Jacksonville feels about this. I'm sure it's not great. At least they, well, they'll probably have a bye week following week five, just the way that things will work with the way that their schedule comes out. It'll be late enough where they can. But I, I know what the NFL is trying to do and expand their international footprint. They're also trying to expand their chokehold on the calendar. They not only have a Christmas Day game, which is Eagles and Giants, The first ever Black Friday game, which is on Amazon, is going to be an AFC East matchup between the Jets and the Miami Dolphins. So they're conquering every holiday. They're conquering 
every place that you can imagine playing an international game. Like, I don't know what's next for the NFL. Yeah, it's just – I don't even know – look, I guess I'm curious here, Courtney. Like, this could be week four and five for the Jags. If you were going to be spending two weeks in London strategically because that's what the schedule release is all about, where would you ideally even want this? I feel like that's when you're just starting to find out your identity. You're three games into a season, then poof, you're gone two weeks overseas. Like, where would you even want this on your schedule for it to be workable? I don't know if that's even necessarily the best place to have a two-week stint overseas playing football. I agree. And I mean, you're right. The first month of the season, the, the play is not usually usually pretty sloppy because yeah. no matter how many preseason games you have, like you're still going to have a pretty, pretty tough stretch there in the month of September. So they have to go overseas early on. I'm just not a fan of the NFL trying to take Christmas from the NBA, which they saw a window to do so during the COVID season, and then they continued on having three NFL games last year on Christmas Day. We know one of them right now. Maybe there will be another announced tomorrow. We shall see. It's on a Monday this year. And then taking Black Friday from our mediocre college football slate, I'm not okay with that. And I hope that nothing ends up uh, any more surprises there. I mean, the Thursday night games will be very interesting to see what that slate looks like going forward. But we find out all of it for all 32 teams on Thursday at 8 p.m. Eastern time. Straight ahead, diving back into the NBA. If Golden State loses tonight, will that signal the end of the Warriors dynasty? That's next, Kenny and Carlin. Thanks for listening to the Canty and Carlin podcast. You can listen to the show live weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Plus, you can listen on the ESPN app. Canty and Carlin, the podcast.